Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. Hello, and welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. Today, we are going to teach you how to pass judgment responsibly. (laughs) So this all started, this discussion Serena and I are about to have with you about judgment based on an Instagram post that I ran across from uh, an account called I Go to Therapy which what, a, what an account name. I love that account name actually. And it was all about, um, the idea of whether someone is feeling judgmental and what it might mean. So from there, we got to kind of talking about what judgment was. And we're like, this is definitely something that our listeners are going to be all about hearing. So I want to start us off with the definition of judgment, because If you've listened to our episodes in the past, you'll know that I'm all about reclaiming words and the power that we give them intentionally as we get older and wiser. So judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. That's at least one definition of it. And I actually, like I read it and I was like, that feels really peaceful inside my body. And so then I was like, let's let us judge one another. (laughs) And my thought of judgment is being rude and disrespectful and assumptive, presumptuous and mean. So they're very different, two different things. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but always growing up, it was like, you shall not pass judgment on others. It was very, has a very religious connotation um, Mm -hmm. in my mind and heavy and something I don't want to be. There you go. Thank you. You quote it. (laughs) Yeah. And how that prevents us from doing, from making wise decisions, because we don't want to be mean, especially as women, we want to be nice Mm -hmm. and how that can be dangerous as a heavy word, but uncomfortable and making decisions out of reaction instead of responding the way that we want to responding in a wise way. So the idea of reclaiming this word for a wise decision versus, Oh, I think that, but I, I need to be nice. And so I'm just going to put up with this. I'm going to let my kids put up with this because we need to be nice because I don't want to be judgy. It's funny because what I can, every, the way I've thought about, even before today, the word judgment, I think I could actually replace it with triggered. I'm being triggered by them. And in the past, I'd be like, oh, I'm really judging them because I'm not actually, if I'm judgment at the definition is this consideration. And it is like a slow process of wisdom by definition, which when I have been quote unquote, judging people in the past, I've literally just been in my big feelings about them, which is different. Mm -hmm. The idea of like a judge that takes all the facts and testimonies and sits and decides hopefully very objectively versus what, what I would consider judging is like, Oh my God, I don't like her. (laughs) 
Right. And that actually, to me, that's like the start of the process, right? Like if you actually take it to the court proceeding analogy, it would be like, well, we've got to hear from both sides and we have to like measure that against the law. And so what I think has been happening in my life in the past where I judged judging was I was triggered, right? Which is a great place to start a judgment process. That is not the end of the judgment process. And then I was triggered that I was triggered, right? And triggered meaning feel jealous, feel angry, feel like I don't want to be around that person, feel like it's not fair or they don't like me or they're mean or whatever it is. So triggered meaning all of those emotions that come up when you're in someone's presence. (laughs) And now I know that that, that moment where I'm jealous or whatever is happening is actually the start oh, big feelings. And the first thing I have to do is accept them. They're here. What are they trying to tell me? What's underneath them? And that actually leads you into actual judgment that is healthy towards a wise conclusion. It is not the conclusion though, which is I think where we've been misled. And I think the judge analogy is really great because if you had a judge that looked at some evidence for approximately 30 seconds and made a decision, you would say he's not a good judge, right? He hasn't listened and considered and taken everything into account. So we want to teach you and ourselves how to be a good judge where you're coming to a conclusion, right? At at the end of the day, you may not want to be around that person. You may not want to spend time with that person or you may want to change how you think about the person, but it's the process. Do you do it in the 30 seconds when you're having an emotion because they look like someone in your past that was mean to you, or you're listening to something and you're not really hearing it right, or whatever emotion is there is ruling the day. Like I'm jealous because you remind me of something I really want, but I can't have. And so I don't like you. And so get away. Right. <laughs> and you're not judging well. So how do we judge in a wise way, especially family and, and, and this mm-hmm. idea of the people that we need to spend time with. As we're recording this, we're inching ever closer to the big holiday season in the U.S., kicking off next month with the giving of thanks, which is always the more of the, oh, crap holiday for a lot of people who don't have healthy familial relationships. So this discussion of how to pass judgment responsibly is actually like a real big key to either enjoying family gatherings or as Serena pointed out to me earlier, boundaries are a huge part of this process of judging responsibly because when we don't stop ourselves in the first 30 seconds, we actually have the ability to reason out what would be healthy and good for us, which is when we install appropriate boundaries with people or places or things. When I think about this idea of considered decisions or coming to sensible conclusions, my first instinct is always, and what I would tell clients is we make no decisions from big emotional states. When you're quote unquote triggered judging, this is not a place to make a final decision from. And it's, it's also why we're talking about it in October. And because this is, it's really good to think about all of these things hash over the last interaction you had with your family, how it went (laughs) while you're at home by yourself in a safe place where you're not in that emotion, because in the middle of those emotions is 
some of us have to make decisions in that place, but it's the last place you want to do it. So if you can avoid it at all costs, that's the ideal. Think about your holidays before you're in the middle of them. And don't think about it in the way where like, oh God, I just dread it. <laughs> like right. actually think through those scenarios and the times you have the big emotions. What is said? What are the circumstances? What is all of that? at home by yourself in a calm space with a journal when you're not in the middle of them. Well, because then you can actually be intentional with how you want things from your side. We cannot control the other. There's no way that you could ever do this quote unquote, the right way so that the other people aren't themselves, but we can be intentional when we think through the process of how we want to hold our energy. Actually, I love this. Um, I was on my Peloton, Serena, and the instructor said, he was, you know, motivating us in the midst of a hill climb. And he said, you are the CEO of your own energy. And I was like, yes, I am. I am the CEO (laughs) of my energy. And I think it's much easier to be in charge in that way because no CEO runs a company without some sort of a business plan. So when you're in charge of your energy prior to these holidays, you're going to go in intentionally with a plan. If my mother starts saying XYZ about my weight, my looks, my family, my children's behavior, I am going to hold X, or I'm also going to set, maybe I'm going to say, this is the last time I will give you this warning. And then we are leaving and then hold that boundary. But you, if you don't make this plan in advance, your mind is scrambling and you're feeling the triggered feelings without a place to go with them. So And spending your holidays in that place, which is not fun and takes away all the joy from the holidays, which we have all experienced when we've been just reacting, right? We dread it. We were like, okay, I'm just going to make it through. Right. (laughs) And I, and like when my mom says that, I'm just going to sit there and take it and you know, you're miserable inside, but it's like, we, we make these rules. Like it's, it's my mom. So I have to, or Mm. these things that disempower us where a CEO, right. If you're CEO of your energy, you're not letting somebody bully you or hurt you and keeping your mouth shut about it. You're having a plan that puts you, how to, how to puts you in a place of power. So this is the point of this conversation is how to put ourselves in that place of being CEO in that place of power, even though we're not going to change people, how do we stay empowered in those situations or empowered to not be in those situations, which may be appropriate for some people, even if it's not forever, you know, just for this year, what does it look like? Well, and so let's take the example of, let's say there's like a parental figure who is either commenting on weight or the way you parent or something like that. We'll take that as there's somebody that passes being judgmental, I guess, in the old, in the old way, being triggered about us towards us. I think the first thing we have to do when we think of that is we don't go straight to what we want to do. We say, what happens in me when that person says that? Oh, okay. So what happens in me is then I... I worry, or I return to my childhood feelings of feeling disempowered. Interesting for me, where I would start from that space is, well, how do I want to react in those moments? So when I'm in my calm mind, I can say, oh, this is definitely like my parents own stuff that they're then projecting towards me. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, so am I picking that up or not? So one thing I would have in my arsenal is 
I love myself, no matter my weight, shape, size, how I parent. I would actually have some positive self-talk as part of my process here going into this. So when I think of that idea of considered decisions, this is part of that is also, I'm gonna probably need to self-parent. If my parent is not being a good parent, I am showing up to that situation as the best parent for myself in those moments. Yeah. As we're preparing for the holiday ahead of time, reviewing some of the times when mom said this or dad said this or uncle Joe said this, what you're saying is then what did it do inside of me? Right. And then sitting with that for a little bit. And what, what I suggest is sitting with, okay, what, what was the feeling? What was the thought? Well, uncle Joe's a schmuck. Okay, (laughs) fine. Why? (laughs) Like, what is it that's, that's bringing up that emotion? What are the thoughts that you're thinking? What are the feelings that you're having in your body? Asking yourself that. So let's assume it's political views that are really different than yours. Well, he shouldn't have those. They're, they're stupid and they're harmful. Okay. So what's it doing in your body and what are you thinking about it? Well, I just want him to stop. He, he shouldn't be talking that way. It's totally unacceptable. Okay. And then the empowering thing is in those moments, what do I need for myself that I can do for myself? So this is an important thing because anytime, well, he needs to shut up, right? Anytime it's outside of me. If he needs to shut up for me to have a good Thanksgiving, he controls my Thanksgiving. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he needs to say this in order to make me feel better. He's in control of your Thanksgiving. So this process is saying, what do I need that I can give myself mm-hmm. to have a good Thanksgiving? And so Uncle Joe, who has the total opposite political views of me, does not get to determine how my Thanksgiving goes. And the only way you can do that is is to be the judge and gather evidence, gather information, gather your responses, your thoughts, your feelings, and then decide from there, what can I do to have a good Thanksgiving with Uncle Joe? Right. This process is all about that idea. I mean, where I go with it is is it even true what my mind is thinking that he's not allowed Mm -hmm. to have his opinion? And I'm like, well, if I'm allowed to have my opinion, I guess he's allowed to have his. The only difference is I don't want his opinion to actually control my feelings. And that's where the empower, that's where you take your power back. The crazy thing is there's no one ever taking our power away from us. It's just our feelings that become so big and they feel uncontrollable. That's the only time we really are outside of our power, right? Right. It's like you've given, so you're the CEO of your energy and like you've let Uncle Joe come in and mess with your accounts. We would never do that in a corporation, but we do it all the time in our life because we don't know what the heck does it look like to not what does it look like to be at a family gathering and not listen to someone spew hatred? Right. Like, what the heck does that look like, Christy? Because we have all these obligations. Well, they're family and, you know, I don't want to make a scene and I want to be nice or, you know, whatever it is. Like, how do you actually do this? Because I do think there's also the reaction of, I'm just never going to see my family, right. which is a reaction, which is 
not been thought through either and, and may not be empowered. Well, and that could be the end decision you come to once you've made a, a choice from full judgment where you've considered everything. It may just be like, yes, actually at this point right now, not a blanket statement for the rest of time, but at this point right now, based on where I'm at and what's going on in my life, that is not what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose this instead. That could be the outcome, but it's the, when it's knee jerk and you don't even feel like you have control over it. You're like, this is my only option is just to not see them. That's where you haven't actually laid out all of your facts to consider. Correct. And you can, and you can still be triggered a thousand miles away during Thanksgiving. Well, and you will be honestly, because you'll be sad and alone (laughs) potentially. And or your mind will be controlling your Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) You're still not able to enjoy it, even though you're not even there. And honestly, I would even say, because really what needs to happen is we just need to drop in and allow ourselves to feel sensations until we can come back online. Doing all the judging. Don't stop halfway. Do all the judging. Yep. <laughs> um, Glenn and Joyle talks about having like an island of, I don't know what she calls it, the idea of an island. She talks about it in the Untamed. That's the idea of being a CEO. What's your company look like? What do you want? What do we do? And what don't we do? These are the most amazing questions. What do I want? What will I do? What will I not do? What will I listen to? What will I not listen to? How am I operating? If you're the CEO of your energy, how does that look? How do you operate? Who is allowed in? Who isn't? What are your standards? What does that look like? And the reason we're being a little vague here without specifics is because it's different for all of us. Everybody, Our family dynamics are different. Boundaries and making these judgments and decisions are messy. And you can even make one, try it out for this year and decide next year, nope, I want it to be different. We're not just inviting everyone to actually do the process of responsible judgment. (laughs) Yeah. So that you can get to these better decisions so that we're all going to make decisions about the holidays. We're inviting you to make them with more thought and empowerment than just those reactive, well, I'm just going to drink a lot so that I don't have to be here, be present. I ran across, I can't, I wish I remembered where it was. I was on some, something, social media, something. And someone had mentioned that their kids weren't coming home for the holidays. And at first they were sad about it because the, the mind's judgment was my kids should come home from the holidays. This is what we do. And this is when I get to see them in retrospect. Now that we're having this consideration, I thought her what she had shared was so helpful, but I think it goes along to this. The next thing she did was, okay, so this is what's happening. My kids won't be here. And if my kids aren't here and I let go of the idea that they should be, so this could be anyone, I'm not going home. And instead of being like, I'm not allowed to because they love Joe more than I, me or whatever the case may be, because our mind makes up all these stories. She actually said, well, if they're not here, what would I do? So I don't have to cook for a lot of people. And she actually laid out, she's like, well, I'm actually a vegetarian. So often I was cooking these meals and dishes that are just not things that I'm interested in eating. She's like, so that was like a huge relief. And then she said, and I've always wanted to go do this. I don't know if it was like a knitting convention or something. And she's like, and it actually happened that I could get away and go and come back just the day before, but I would have never done that because of all the preparation. And she's like, so yeah, I wish I was seeing my family, but I actually took the time to consider 
Well, now that I'm not, what could I do instead that I haven't been able to? And that to me is such a responsible judgment, right? So it's, I have my feelings. I want to see my family and that's not happening. So what am I going to do instead? Because she was such the CEO of her energy, right? She didn't just say, I'm not seeing them. I need to get over it. She said, great, here it is. They're not coming. Now, how could this be a good thing for me? Like that's the second part, right? Yeah. How could this be a good thing for me is powerful instead of, oh my God, they don't love me. And why aren't they showing up and they're doing other things. And that's more important than me. And I'm lonely because those are also the first, she probably had to work through all of those thoughts. Those are all your inner child. The first one is the first one to come up. Yes. Yes. So again, you haven't judged enough. If you're reacting out of those, well, they are not coming because they don't like me and their other things are more important. And if it, I mean, I could imagine as a mom, like after all these years, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. There's been a lot of years, people. (laughs) (laughs) After all that I've done for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So sitting with all of that. So this is all, you know, we just repeat and repeat over and over and over, sit with those uncomfortable feelings long enough. I mean, that's a powerful thing that a lot of humans aren't able to do is look at the reality of the situation without all of those big emotions. And we are so, we go so fast. Everything we do goes so fast. Like decisions are like, what's for done? Like the whole thing, everything in life goes so fast right now. The invitation is the stuff that's being triggered and these big feelings, it's because we're going too fast. We need to just slow this process down. And we're literally talking about weeks in advance here because we want to give you all the opportunity to judge in a way that feels healthy and to allow the fact that judgment versus being triggered are two separate things. And judgment is healthy. How could this be good? Right. And, and that's a huge invitation of getting rid of the shoulds. Well, it's the, it's the holidays. We should all be together. We should this, and we should do that. And we should, that woman is such a great example of removing that and saying, how can this be good for me? How can this be a win-win? What does it need to be for my family? What is the solution for me right now? And releasing, I think that's the thing about the holidays that screws a lot of people is because of the expectations we're all supposed oh, to it. So and how the Martha Stewart looking Thanksgiving is that that kind of dates me, I think. But anyway, like this. No, I mean, I feel like Martha Stewart's still relevant because Snoop Dogg made her relevant. Well, Pinterest, <laughs> Thanksgiving, and we're all holding hands. And like, first of all, all the people in that picture are not related, they are models. Because if we do all sit down, like, there are very few families this is just the truth. There are very few families that have that dynamic. That is not reality. I'm, I mean, I don't know percentages, but are there zero? Are there zero percent? (laughs) I have pictures from my childhood with my whole family looking happy around a table with my dad being there. and And I know I look at the picture and from the outside, it would be like, wow, look at this. This whole family is together. And I can look at the picture and go, my dad's the black sheep. He hates being here. These people are thinking this, this is what happened before this. So none of yeah, somebody thought in the car family. and we're crying and didn't talk to each other. And they haven't <laughs> talked to each other in years. And they're mad about the will and, you know, on and on. And on. Yep. Like, that's reality. And it's, I think we need permission to look at 
the reality and not think, why the heck do we do this? Why do we have to have the picture that we show the people? This is the question, right? How can it be good instead of just looking good? Oh, that it's like we just want everything to look good. And that well, I know, how, nice I know how it can get be together good. with girlfriends <laughs> who aren't related and get a nice picture and call it Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, a potluck where everybody brings their best dish. Thanksgiving. I, I have an answer to this from my own perspective. How can it be good? For me, it's when I'm in charge of yeah. my inside experience. And that doesn't mean I don't get triggered or have big feelings. It means even when I have them, I accept them and I allow myself to then flow on to the next moment, always choosing my intention. So for me, Hey, I have a lovely, um, in-law family. And do I agree with them all? No. Do they sometimes say things where I'm like, Oh boy, that is like very different than the way I experience life. And it can feel triggering to me. But for me, the experience that I have there, my judgment of it is when I am in my own energy and choosing it, I am choosing certain things, which is, I do not have a toxic family situation. So I'm just going to caveat this, but I am choosing to show up with benevolent, kind, emanating light and love intention, which means thinking certain things. It really means offering a lot of compassion and curiosity to different viewpoints than mine. Um, But that's a very intentional decision that I've made after addressing real triggers for me. So this would have looked different years ago. And this is why I tell no one, there's no, like, it's going to be like this forever. Cause I've learned that like the thing you're saying no to, by the way, the world is going to, the universe is going to be like, well, we'll give you that now, but I'll show you in five years what your no looks like. And it will look different. But for me, I have to be very decision oriented. Here's what I'm going to say to myself. Here's how I'm choosing to feel. What will bring me back to that feeling? Because I'm in charge of how I feel, right? Not that things won't pop up. They do. And then I come back to, well, I'm in charge of it. So what's going to bring me back into the energy that I'm choosing in this moment? Right. That's why I love the idea of like, if anybody needs to behave in a certain way in order for you to be happy, they are in control. They are the CEO of your happiness at that moment. And is that what you really want? Esther Hicks has this great visual of, she's like, it's like, you need to write everybody that you ever are going to meet during the day, a letter saying, I need you to do this, 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 and this, so that I can be happy today. You know, that's what we kind of do in our minds. I need you to agree with me politically. And I need you to shut up about religion at the Thanksgiving table. And I need you to do this and do that. And if you have to do that, if you need anybody to do anything, they are at that moment, the CEO, or at least majority on the board of your company. <laughs> like, Honestly, I love how you just like pulled the whole like stakeholders into that. I think that I, I love this idea of how she's like this, you're writing a letter to everyone you're going to meet. This is actually what the letter that I write to myself. If I was having to say to other people, this is what I need from you. This is actually what I do for myself. Christy, this is what I need from you. I Mm -hmm. need you to show up with compassion and curiosity. I need you to go back to your statements that help re-empower you. I am enough. I get to take a break if I need it. I can go outside. I can go to the bathroom. I have strategies, but this is my internal letter. Like I no longer outsource that. I completely take responsibility, which is the ability to respond. 
here is my letter to myself. Here are all the ways you respond. You know, when we work with clients, sometimes we'll use this phrase, like you have phenomenal coping skills or like amazing coping skills. This is that. These are your internal like um, frameworks for how you're going to be in charge of your own energy. I love that. Thank you for sharing the Esther Hicks thing because it gave me a framework of what I'm actually doing on the inside for myself. When you do it for yourself, right. that's an alignment. But when you need everybody else to do it, that's ridiculous. You would never do that. Like everybody that you're going to interact with today, I need you to do this and not be impatient and not be rude and all these things so that I can be happy. You're giving away all of your power, literally, you know, taking it back is again, this idea of what am I going to choose beforehand? And you talked about those strategies. I'm going to go outside for a walk, or I'm going to go to the bathroom. You need to regroup and only you can decide. Again, this is the empowerment of you are the best judge for your life. I could say what I do with our family. We have one side we don't see. Mm-hmm. And that was a very hard decision after many years of pain. <laughs> um, right. and, and we're also open to that reopening you know, and, and healing there's, there's not bitterness. It's just a decision that we've made. It's, it's not angry. It's a responsible judgment, responsible decision. It was very hard. And then on the other side, it's, it's wonderful, you know, because we, the other thing is, so this idea of expectations, okay. If we're not Pinterest Thanksgiving, the more you lower your expectations, which is what you're talking about, Christy, to the reality of who the humans you're actually going to interact with on the holidays are when you lower those expectations to reality, then you're not setting yourself up for failure. And this is an interesting thing. I talk about the idea of lowering expectations. People are like, well, then I'm lowering my integrity or my values or my, you know, ideals. And it's like, no, just lower your expectations, meaning the shoulds. And I want it to look like that. And then if it looks like this, I'll be happy to like the bare minimum. And then you're going to set yourself up for success in those moments. We do not have to look like this wonderful, happy family. I don't have to agree with all the humans there on how to raise the kids or politics or religion. We're eating a meal together. We're spending time together as a family. And the more realistic my expectations can be. And here's the cool thing. You have some years in the past to show you what you actually should expect. (laughs) Because I think a lot of times we're like, all the last years were horrible, but this year is going to be amazing. If I just say this and if I just do that, no, it's going to be horrible. So get yourself ready for it. You know, (laughs) then you'll be prepared for wise decisions. Honestly, horrible, but like expect, don't be the definition of insanity or expecting different results from the same situation. Like whatever it was the last five years, that's what you're going to get. Like there's no magical thing you're going to say. If you actually release all of these expectations because (laughs) life has shown you they're not real, that's actually the space where magic can arrive. It's like, oh, it's interesting. Now we're, we played cards. We never do that. And it was funny because you know why people are much less likely to talk about politics or anything else when you're playing a game or engaging in something that like keeps the mind busy. There's this little bit of magic that can insert itself and grow like a whole new experience. If we release these shoulds, 
shoulds, shoulds, shoulds. Don't should on your people or yourself. And sometimes I've absolutely been guilty of this as the one that's maybe more woke or more healed or more healthy. (laughs) We're like the biggest pain in the ass in the family. Totally. Because we're trying to make this experience that just isn't going to happen. And we're like, well, they should think this and they should do that. And if they were healthy, well, yeah, well, you're making it way more, way less fun than it could be by just accepting the humans where they're at and having grace and compassion. (laughs) Such a good point. Such a good point. That's another thing. Like as there's definitely this sweet spot of, as we heal knowing how good it feels to have less triggers and like feel better. We're humans. We want other people to have that too, but that can actually cost connection. Mm, Yeah. I I think it was Eckhart Tolle said that because he was talking about, I mean, he's, he talks about pretty much enlightenment all the time. He said that like, if you're in this present moment, you're accepting what is if you're really present and you're really woke, like you're accepting the person as they are, not needing them to be different. Yep. Triggered the whole bit. You're accepting all of it. Instead of needing the people to all think the way that you think it's actually not as healthy. It ends up not working well. It ends up not being as fun. If I want everybody to be like me and respond like me and think like me. Well, and actually, to be honest, people who get triggered about stuff can be quite funny and entertaining and like amazing and like lead you on adventures, depending on what it is. This is where you have to be in charge of your own situation. So you can say, oh, this is working for me or this is not working for me. And this is the thing when you can see reality, you can see reality about Uncle Joe. And instead of like, oh my God, he's such a prick, you know, you look at him and you're like, wow, fascinating ton of time, really scared about the world we live in. And you just have compassion for this person that's maybe really scared. And then you, you just view them totally different. You have a totally different experience when you don't need them to be different, to make you happy and you're happy. So this is the thing as the whole goal here is for you to decide what do I need to have a good experience here? And maybe even taking happy off the table to like oh, yeah. calm Let's, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> lower those expectations to yeah. like, how can I be present and yeah. enjoy myself in this space? And you know what the space looks like because it's looked that way for the last however many years and it's not going to look different. And that may mean I don't go into that space. I cannot see a way that I can maintain and be in that space. People are drunk or mean or rude or whatever. You mm-hmm. have the freedom. Again, this is your responsibility to make a decision for you. These aren't hard or not easy all the time. But if you've been you know, beating your head against the wall every year and it is just not fun at all, healthy at all, if it's really toxic, you can remove yourself from that. But it's, it's the idea of being able to respond and not react. But anyway, well, to your point, like having, you see things, you see things more in reality when you clear out the big emotions and the reactions and you're giving yourself what you need and you're asking, how can this be good? How can this be a win-win? Then you see the people more clearly. 
Well, and this is the whole idea of passing judgment responsibly. Like if you're not allowing yourself this deep judgment, here's the trigger. Why is it happening? You don't actually, maybe you think something's toxic and you get there and you're like, oh, this isn't toxic. It's just me giving my power away or vice versa. You're like, this is actually incredibly unhealthy and I'm not participating anymore. But you have to go through that entire process of really considering. And I would call this even going to the facts of the issue. So mm-hmm. the, the trigger, the emotion is going to tell you the judgment's necessary. The judgment is from a place of factual, factual mm-hmm. information. What really happened outside of my reaction? What was really said? What was the real action? And then what is my decision on how I want to be in that place? It's allowing yourself to feel and then also bringing that logic center back online to really look at the facts of something so that you can make that the conclusion, just like in a court of law. The judge goes away, considers all the facts, reviews things against each other, and then makes a measured decision from there in their power. That's where your power is at. Mm, It's so good. And every trigger is wonderful information, an indication from your body you've given your power away. That's what it's It's just You're angry, jealous, upset. What you are wanting or thinking you need out of this situation. I want someone to appreciate me or acknowledge me or understand me or see things my way. Again, like you're saying, Chrissy, we need to do all of that for ourselves. Yep. So this is not about having no power mm-hmm. and, oh, if I can't get it from uncle Joe, I don't have it. It's how do I give it to myself? What am I needing to hear? What am I needing to say to myself to have it? And 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 to that idea, quit trying to get it places you can't get it. Right. If you're wanting to say something or do something or be different than they were last year, you, you need to let go of that idea. And this is all like hard. Yeah, <laughs> these, yeah. are the hardest, <laughs> these are the hardest decisions in life to make around family, holidays, expectations, you know, people that we love. If, if, if we didn't care about them, it'd be easy. But with people we love, this is messy and complicated. And, and there's the idea of loss and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So these are tools that are going to help you make this decision because you have to make it yeah. with or without the tools. It's going to help you be able to make it in a better space. And honestly, we're not here to live easy. <laughs> If we were, we wouldn't have to dig holes in the ground down however many feet to get water. Like we're supposed to work a bit to live this life. That's actually why life feels good. We feel like we've accomplished something. I can tell you the hardness, the work you put into judging responsibly and making good decisions for yourself will pay off tenfold and feel so good. It's like after you work out and you're actually stronger, you can see yourself like running farther, lifting heavier. This is that thing that creates the payoff for your future self. So do the hard and celebrate it. Yeah, this is hard, but I know that means something great is coming for me on the other side. Yeah. And there's hard, right? The the idea to choose your hard, choose your hard of going through and judging the heck out of the situation as much as you can possibly judge it beforehand. So you can come to a wise decision or, you know, have a crappy holiday again, do that hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those are your choices, right? <laughs> and both ways, I hope you have delicious cookies. <laughs> What's so, your favorite? 
My favorite. Oh, like Thanksgiving. I don't know if you know this about me. (laughs) Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because I love food. Um, But my favorite part of Thanksgiving are pies. Because growing up, because remember, all of us are based on like our past experience, right? Yeah. My grandmother would host Thanksgiving on my father's side and all of the aunts would bring pies, multiple. There would be an, my grandma would, the washroom was the coolest room in the house. So they would put the pies in there. So you could like tiptoe in before dinner and there would be like dozens of pies spread out. And there is something in me that even seeing or thinking about pie creates this like juicy feeling of like happy anticipation. So that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Like, honestly, people could trigger me all day long and be like, I'm going to Thanksgiving because there's going to be pie there. (laughs) Uh, It's it's such a good point. And I think that would be a whole nother conversation of we're, we're entering and I'm snapping my fingers because we're entering this situation with years of our own baggage, like the turkey and the stuffing and the pies mean this and that year and that happened and la, 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 like, which is why there's so many expectations. That's what the expectations are. And so this is again, this empowerment to sit with all that and you, you heal it. And then you can show up at this Thanksgiving 2021 as the adult you are (laughs) instead of like all the years of all the baggage and all the things that have been said right in the past and, and be present, which is what we all want. We want the capacity Mm -hmm. to be present to the joy of this moment. So being as judgmental as you can beforehand is going to help get there. Yes. So we encourage you all just go get judgy judgerson on all the things, but do it in a way that is responsible, that is taking into account exactly why you're judging and then do the work from there to come to these considered, measured, sensible conclusions and have a peaceful holiday to the best of your ability. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review, subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. Bye.